You're listening to the iFanboy Pick the Week podcast, episode 544, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. Fanboy Pick of the Week podcast. It's not episode 542. No. It is episode 544. Oops. And my name is Ron Richards. I'm back, and I'm here with Connor Kilpatrick. I'm also back. And we allowed Josh Flanagan to return after last week's debacle. I don't. I don't need any of you. Why are you here? <laughs> Gosh. I don't. Listen. Listen. I've gotten bigger than you. <laughs> if you had to do the show by yourself every week, how long would the show last? Week and a half. <laughs> I like the week and a half. You didn't even make well, it. To the, second show. No, but the second week would be like I would be like almost done with reading the books and be like, oh fuck this. So I would yeah. I would do some of the prep, but that would be that would yeah. be it. Right. That would be it. Well, I I almost tweeted, but I didn't want to steal your th- take away your moment. But I I was gonna say, guys, stop complimenting him. It's gonna just going right to his head. It's gonna be unlivable. But I'm glad it didn't I didn't uh, inflate your ego too much there, Josh. I mean, it was good. <laughs> I will admit that when I downloaded it, I was surprised to see it was over an hour. I was expecting like 42 minutes. I kind of thought that ahead of time. But it turns out, and you guys might have seen this coming, once I start talking. (laughs) Without us there to stop him, Ron. That was totally the case. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, for those of you who are new listeners or the tried and true listeners, uh, this is the iFanboy podcast where we like comics. And every week we read a stack of comics and one of us picks their favorite book and we call that the pick of the week. And we come here and we talk about that book, other books, and other fun stuff. Sometimes we talk about publishing plans. Sometimes we read your email. Uh, All in all, we just have a fun, good time centered around comic books. Quick spoiler warning, this is a review show, so we're going to talk about what happened in the comics, so if you haven't read your books, you might want to press pause and come back later, or just be warned and be damned. Uh, This week, Big Man had the pick. Connor, what'd you got? This week, the pick of the week was Daredevil number nine, written by Charles Soule, with art by Goran Suzuka, colors by Matt Milla, letters by Clayton Callis, and we talked about issue eight. This was a two-part story featuring Spider-Man and having an adventure with Daredevil in China. We talked about the last issue, how much we enjoyed that, and... This just felt very classic old school Marvel. And we're going to talk about Marvel's current state later in the show and how it doesn't feel very classic and old school anymore. And uh, Spoilers! So, so rarely, <laughs> so when these, do, these issues do come up, I'm like, oh, this, this is what it felt like to read a Marvel comic a while ago. As someone who loved reading Marvel comics, that's a good feeling to have. So uh, Daredevil and Spider-Man are basically involved in a heist in a Macau casino. And whenever I hear Macau, I always think of Studio 60. <laughs> They've got to steal a briefcase. And, you know, Daredevil, as we've seen in this series, he wiped everyone's memories so no one knows who he is anymore. So Spider-Man is slightly uneasy because he, he has these memories of being Daredevil's buddy and, and, and having adventures with him, but doesn't quite remember everything because he's had his memories monkeyed with. And so that, that leaves a little bit of attention to their team-up, which is still fun and funny, and I really enjoyed the... The brief respite where they basically uh, paraglide on the hovercraft using Spider-Man's webs, uh, you know, just to, just to kind of cool down between battles, and it was, 
It was just really fun. And Goran Suzuka's art's really classic Marvel-y, really great storytelling. I just really enjoyed this Daredevil's book, and I really enjoyed this team-up with Spider-Man. It was just what I wanted this week. Yeah, I mean, we we talked like you said when the first issue of this this little crossover came out, the the last issue just loved it, just loved the tone, and it was just total like even though it kept the the dark, you know, and this issue actually addressed that Spider Man warns Daredevil of a black suit phase. Yeah, um, you know, it, it keep it kept the darkness of this, you know, current chapter of Daredevil. It added a lightness that I think has been missing from this series up to this point. That was just really welcome and a lot of fun. And again, this addressed the whole. Nobody knows his identity, memory, you know, the cha- you know, all the changes that have happened in, in a roundabout kind of sum it up in two panels kind of way. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, and it was the kind of thing where, like, I knew he was leading towards somewhere in the issue when Spider-Man kept on saying how you're my oldest pal. And, we, you know, like he was using that same phrase like three or four times. I'm like, all right, this is all going to circle back sooner or later. And it did. And it was satisfying. So, yeah. you know, yeah. A couple of thoughts before I before I just shit on everything. <laughs> One, I think the transition from Ron Garney, who I really liked, to uh, Goran Suzuka, I can't do it, Suzaka, Suzuka, whatever, um, has been really good. Like I, I'm not feeling like like because I, I really like what Ron Garney was doing, yeah. and and yeah. like it's sort of different, but it's still in the same sort of theme. And I just I love like the the dot pitch sort of coloring that's going on through the whole thing. Like I love it. It's it's really nice to look at and sort of different than everything else. I'm not going to talk about the glowing logo, although yes, yeah, no. it did it did ruin the whole book. In case anyone, <laughs> that's I mean honestly, how do you feel I, about I, the glowing I, eyes? It's it's not as stupid, but it like it goes along with it. It's just it's part and parcel of it. It just but seems the, impractical. Like, how's he ever supposed yeah. to hide? And it, yeah, yeah, it's it's a good the whole thing. Don't don't. <laughs> If you start getting into the nuts and bolts of it, I'm just going to get upset. <laughs> is it powered? Is there a know. battery pack tucked somewhere, like at the top of his butt crack? Because or is it like a flat pack kind of? And wouldn't that get hot as it discharged? Anyway, tiny solar panels <laughs> in a suit, maybe. God, he's on. He's not out in the daytime. None of it works. And other <laughs> than that, like if you see the suit from the back, it's perfect. Yep. Yeah. Like I it's know. perfect, classic, and done with this dot pitch. That thing's. It, it, it's even worse. And then, like, the, the spider itself, like, it's too big. and it's I really enjoy how you weren't going to talk about this. <laughs> and then went off for five minutes about it. Going. And, <laughs> I, and, and to be fair, also, that glow effect on it, yeah. it stands out completely with everything else the way this book is produced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it does not fit with the rest of the, the tone of this book color-wise. If you look on every page, it's, it stands out. It's distracting. Yes. Yeah. So what I was going to say is that this is Peter Parker Spider-Man. This is not young, nervous... Yes. Spider-Man, no, this right? Is Peter Parker. This is Peter so Parker. Spider-Man. I was thinking, I was like, you know what? Charles is actually writing a really good Spider-Man, and I thought, oh, this yeah. is really, it's, it's really nice. It's on point, but he needs to notch it back because yes. every single line that came out of his mouth was a gag. And I get that that's what the young nervous Spider. This would be an editor's note, I guess, if I was doing it. But like, a little less of that, I think, would have made it work better mm. because and, and it was that, literally that, that was every cu- line. That was- yeah, and that was kind of what I was saying about before, whereas like he, that, like that 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 you're my oldest pal kind of routine thing kept on was was the re- repetition of that. I think is similar to what you're talking about, where there was you know a lot of joke, and it, and it was more so in this issue than last issue. Last issue felt much more natural. Yeah, um, and it's kind. Yeah. I don't know. It's a comic book. It's heightened reality. It's it's kind of okay, but I just I would have thought to to notch it back just a little bit, and it would have stood out because Spider-Man does that because he's nervous. As right. I understand, 
And I mean, maybe he's nervous because he knows something's up and he can't put his finger on it about Daredevil. But whatever, Daredevil told him anyway. <laughs> Listen, I did it. Oh well, well you held that for a while. But it was, but it was, it was good. Like it was a, it was a good. The voice of Spider Man was good. I think he I makes just, dumb jokes for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Listen, you don't need to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think nervousness is an element. I think uh, not liking silence is an element. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, there, yeah, there's a whole silence bunch of is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, like it was good. It was like I, I didn't, I didn't. That was the thought I had, but when you said it was pick of the week, I was like, all right, yeah, I can see that. That's fun. I actually, I actually really like that you guys are enjoying this because yes. I didn't know where it was going to go for a little bit. Yeah. I always liked the Spider-Man Daredevil team-ups when I was a kid. They're a good match because they're so different personality-wise. You know, Matt is very, very serious. I mean, there's I'm looking at the page where Spider-Man yoinks away the briefcase with his webs, and you know, Daredevil's glaring at him, and he's he's grimacing with his teeth clenched, and their their personalities couldn't be more different, but they complement each other very well. So that leads to to fun team-ups. I just like this these two guys playing, and I think Charles Soule writes them both really well. So that's that's a nice plus. And I'm not reading. Peter Parker really anywhere else, so yeah. it's nice to get a little dose of Peter Parker here. Yeah, he only really shows up for me in crossovers, but uh, and I, you know, I just thought this was really fun. I, I kept thinking about it as I read through my stack. Oh, that was good, but I kept think, going back and thinking about scenes in this book that I liked, and so that was clearly uh, the one that, yeah. was, that I enjoyed the most, even if. It's a glowing Spider-Man and there's a dumb Daredevil logo. The Daredevil logo, like in light of the stupid Spider-Man logo. Doesn't even doesn't even register. Right, right. doesn't not at all. I th- you know it's it's funny as we as we move into these other ones and like I think Ron the one of the themes this week is hammering themes home in maybe yes. a, with a little too much. Like I get it. Please stop explaining to me the basic premise of the book in direct terms. <laughs> like it seems like it was happening over and over again. And you're right, it was in this too. Listen, I want you to be clear that uh, we want to make sure you understand this, Josh. We have no ambiguity. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if only they found some way in the DC Rebirth books to explain what those characters were all about. Well, I, uh, yeah. Let's uh, move on to the rating segment, then. This is a recurring ratings. segment in which we rate the DC Rebirth books. And since DC has a really bewildering publishing schedule involving these books, it's not quite just as... Just all, all over the map. Not it's, quite as fun as we, when we did it originally for the New 52. They come out randomly, two or one to two or none for weeks at a time, and then you've got a couple, and then... They overlap with other books that are already out, and so none of it makes sense. But anyway, ratings time. Ratings. 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 We, we, use the, we use the PERS system. That's right. Pick a comic, read a comic, eat a comic, <laughs> rate a comic. <laughs> we do use that system. <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, wait. Should I not have eaten the comic after I read it? <laughs> well, you're going to want to stay, from, stay away from Connor's digital comics because they are, they're chock full of mercury. <laughs> In a loving tribute to our friends and mates. Okay, so... <laughs> Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, not Corpse Run, Rebirth number one, written by Robert Venditti, art by Ethan Van Skyver. And this is one of those uh, twice monthly books. And Ethan Van Skyver will be one of the artists on it, along with Rafa Sandoval when it moves over to the regular series, which I think is like next fucking week or something. Um, I like this a lot. Uh, Hal Jordan. I, I, like, I like this a lot as well. Hal Jordan's well, always thought. been my guy, and so I'm, I'm happy to see him back in action. And I am very cautiously optimistic about all of these Green Lantern books right now. These, this was a great. Not, I, this didn't re. I mean, it did a little bit, of course, in that I'm the Green Lantern of Sector, blah blah blah. But this did a great. Like, if you didn't read Green Lantern for the past five years, 
Right. Here's where here's here's what happened. Couple pages. Here's what happened. And I'm not sad. I didn't read it. Having read that recap, yeah. I was like, ah, none of this sounds good at all. Right. And, I thought and the same. Yeah. So it's like, here's what happened, and now here's where we're going. And I don't know how he made a ring with that big hammer, but okay. <laughs> Ron, if you sure. strike a rock enough times with a hammer, it will form that rock into whatever complicated piece of jewelry you want it to be. You got mind a finely, rock and a, a mind finely, hammer. Yeah. A finely detailed ring with, with delicate, delicate details around the logo. But yeah. <laughs> he didn't do the whole thing with a giant hammer. That's the initial hammering. <laughs> See, in between those panels, there was a big time jump where he was working very diligently with some fine tools. Anyway. Yeah, he's, he's built of matrix code. So uh, here we get Hal Jordan reestablishing himself as a Green Lantern. He's off in another sector. Oa's gone. Sinestro's battle world. Sinestro being, looked very old and stooped over. His battle world has asserted itself as very, the center uh, of the universe. Very em- Emperor Sinestro-esque. Yes. I really liked that. Good. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought that part was really good. I will say, like, right away I thought, oh, Van Skyver, huh? Yeah. And then later yeah. I thought, oh, Van Skyver. <laughs> so I went both and I went back and forth in the same issue. Interesting. There were parts of it I was like, oh, he's really good for this. And other parts where I was like, why does Kyle Rayner look like a lady that Gamey McKelvey draws? He, he did look like a, a McKelvey lady. You're right. That is a very good observation. McKelvey's hey, do you remember when Ethan Van Skyver did a sketchbook at cons that was Mein Kampf? No. <laughs> Well, it was. I'm going to go ahead and say we should move on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, after reading this, and I've really been enjoying Green Lanterns, yep. I'm, I'm excited to be reading Green Lantern books again and I'm excited about the, the way these characters are going right now. So that's a good right. feeling for me because I'm one of those people that hasn't read Green Lantern in like five years. So, so this, it's nice. See, to me, it felt a lot like where we've been. Like it was like, oh, there are the other lanterns. It's like it's the same stuff. And so it's occurring to me that these rebirth issues are are really just recaps. Well, I, I think so, sometimes they're recaps, the, sometimes they're, they're reset they're yeah. reset button. I feel like well Nightwing, the next book we're gonna talk about is I feel like is a reset button book, you know. Well, that's the, uh, I mean they, that's part of the the problem I think we've been talking about these rebirth books is we don't really know what the purpose of them is. Sometimes yeah. it's a recap, sometimes like Batman Rebirth was just a story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And sometimes, like, sometimes it's a book where two characters talk about their history for... It, it's just, it's... I don't know the purpose, so it's hard to qualify what they are and how successful they are, other than if, if I, I enjoyed them or not, and we're going to read further. That's all. Yeah, and I think that's the way to go, but I, a part of me wonders, like, why don't they just, like... They've got an editorial, you know, just say, do them like this. But then I think, maybe that's bad. If I was a writer, would that piss me off? You know, like... So I could, I could see it going either way, but it does make it hard to pin down what your expectations are versus what you get, I think. Well, I, I think in this sense, I was it, it was successful because now I, I get where these characters have been, where they are now, and, where, and now I want to see where they're going. So in that sense, I yeah. think as a rebirth book, yes. this worked for me. I think yeah. that what I, I came out of it was is that like there's a version of Hal Jordan that I, I don't tend to like, and it's I don't like this one. And it's not like it's bad, but it's sort of the... It's where he is now. Like he's around the horn. He's like, he's the big Green Lantern guy. He's he seems very disconnected from anything that was earthly about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that less. Mm-hmm. It's less grounded. That's just literally has to do with my, mm-hmm. like it's 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 completely humorless. It's not that it has to be really funny or anything, but it's it's like so teeth grittingly serious. Um, 
and some of that works pretty well. But um, for me, I don't know that it really resonated. It wasn't it wasn't the Hal Jordan I loved so much. You've ruined Kyle Rayner in this book for me. I didn't think you could ruin him any further. Oh my God, he's like yeah. he's like a he, bass player. He and, does and look then, like he should be in the Wicked and the Divine, which we're going to talk about later. He's hmm. a lady. But uh, I, and I hate him anyway, so now it's just even worse. So no. let's do our ratings for ratings. Hal ratings. Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps Rebirth number one. I give it a four. I also give it a four. Two and one half. Two and one half. Really? Two and a half? These are out yeah. of five, by the way. Yeah. Wow, that's half. harsh. Is it? One's harsh. Two's Two and a harsh. half is harsh. Yeah. Yeah. C, it's fine. Uh, it's just not... It didn't do anything for me. It didn't make me want to read more. All right. Well, I mean, I guess that's the that's the uh, that's the that's the the what we call it the. So we know if Josh is sticking with it, his answer is no. Ron. Oh no, I'm going to read all of them. No, I'm not. <laughs> Ron, sticking with it. Uh yes, yeah, so we're going to stick with it. Yes, I am as well. Yeah, it is. It is a subjective rating. Ratings. 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 All right. N- next book. Nightwing Rebirth number one. Tim Seeley on story. Tim Seeley was one of the co-writers of the Grayson book with Tom King. Art by Yannick Paquette, who will not be the artist in the book. It will be another twice-monthly book with art by Javi Fernandez and Marcus Toe, or two. Yeah, you know what they should do? They should get Yannick Paquette to stick around. <laughs> I know. I saw it. I was like, oh. And then it, wasn't I, it, looked, it looked awesome. It yeah. did look it, awesome. It, it looked great, and I got excited because of that. But see, that's another thing about these Rebirth books. It's right. a dick tease. It totally. Yeah, a little bit. The two best things about this book were that... I love the Huntress's new costume. Remember, she got sexied up for the New 52, and now she's back to having a full body suit. Cool, right. yeah. Um, for the most part, other than her arms. But I, I like her new suit. Actually, that way- I'm just saying we always criticize these new costumes, so I'm going to point out when I like a redesign, and I like this Huntress redesign. Well, okay. Right. Note that the butt of her gun sort of sticks out from her forearm. That's problematic. I assume that it's just the whole. It's like an arm holster. And she open. She, she pulls it off of her forearm to shoot it. Yeah, but it's sticking out sideways, so yeah. maybe it's not in place yet. But it looks like it's because it's a little crossbow kind of gun, right? Yeah, crossbow gun. That bu- gun butt is sticking right out there. You're gonna hook that on everything. Gun butt. Accidentally shoot somebody with that thing. Gun butt. Also, that sort of back piece, like the faux, the tails, I guess. Mm-hmm. That seems that seems like an issue. Yeah, I like it. But design wise, like, I, it's not bad. I also really like this page. I like the way that. It's very sort of heavily shaded. Yeah, it's um, nice light. There's, there's a lot of thick lines on, like, like on her tunic and the wall. It feels like very heavy. Yeah. Um, really good page. And, you know, the classic Nightwing costume reappears. Other than that, this issue was very much sort of wrapping up all of the storylines in Grayson. And Grayson was a book that Josh and I enjoyed for the most part. But I, I didn't read the whole thing, but what I did, I, I enjoyed. At I, the end once... of the day, though, it wasn't a Nightwing story we were looking for. Yes. So I was like, the oh. character right. I just didn't like. I didn't like the spiral story. It didn't really do anything for me. Right. I think. So I was a little bummed just that we had to go through it all again, just because I want to move on to Nightwing's appearance. See, I hadn't read all of it, so I kind of was like, "All right, this, this, you know, like in this instance for me, like the the, I I liked some of the wrap ups because I didn't. If it's gonna matter going forward, his relationship with with like Midnighter, which is kind of cool. Yeah. You know, that's interesting, and 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 sort of what happened and. Boy, for whatever reason, if you get a good handle on Dick Grayson, it seems to make Damien palatable. <laughs> and also, and I know that, you know, I don't pay. I thought Damien was dead. He was, uh, and he was resurrected with superpowers, and then I don't know if that was permanent or not. Yeah, superpowers? He did for a while, yeah. I don't know. I just try to ignore everything he shows up 
with. I, it wasn't horrible in this, though, is my point. I like him because he says something at one point. He's like, oh, he was my Robin when I was Batman for a while. And I was like, I really liked that story. Right. I, was, yeah. I was a big fan of that time. I, I, and I liked, I liked referencing it as well, too. Like, it happened. It doesn't, it, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did they just kill um, off Lincoln March in this issue? It would appear there's a lot of deaths this week. Yeah, it looks like it. I liked, I liked Batman mm-hmm. being like, I'm not mad at you. I'm never going to be mad at you. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, nice dad Batman time. That's good. <laughs> He's trying to be happier. I thought this was delightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not. I have, <laughs> wow. I have not, I've, yeah. Wow. I, 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 I did not read Grayson. I have not read any Nightwing. For some re- I, but after reading Titans yes. and picking up on the Nightwing vibe, on the dick vibe, I, I was like, oh, let me, you know, because the thing is that like Nightwing and Dick Grayson has a certain amount of. Uh, emotion or or sentimentality or like emotional resonance uh, in the DC pantheon of characters, I believe. Like I yep. feel like where Batman is, you know, the brains and the determination. Dick Grayson is kind of the heart of the Bat families, you know. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and and I've always connected with that, and I've always enjoyed that. Um, and I thought this hit those notes right on the head. I thought you know it was it, it was warming in, in different places. It was somewhat predictable at the end, but it still didn't you know when the moment when he you know the reveal of him in the costume and reclaiming the Nightwing persona was it, it that delivered. Mm-hmm. You know th- this this might have been my pick of the week if I was. Whoa! In the show. Wow! Wow! Yeah! Wow! Yeah. Yeah. I would have fallen wow. out of my chair. If it had been your week and you'd picked it, yeah. you would have heard wow. me fall from, from New York. I was very I was very, very impressed. And I think a lot of it was, you know, Tim Seeley is a great writer and yes. and, and, and we've known that for many, many years and we know what he, he's doing and, and I feel like he's quietly been doing stuff at DC and deserves a a lot of attention really, for that. He's a really good writer. He's a, he's a really good writer. writer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And like Josh mentioned, the Yannick Paquette art was great. I mean, this was, I mean, this, this, ha- like, I'm like, I might read Nightwing coming into Rebirth. Nathan Fairburn matched with him. Like, it's a good, yeah, it's a good, it's good team. team. Good team. Um, so, well, you know, one of the things that I think I've always liked about Nightwing, at least in its, its traditional sort of, it, it, there's no way to do that character without sort of confronting the idea of growing up and moving on. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's really what he's about. In a way. Is, it, is, it, is it what he stands for? No, he stands for no. circus. <laughs> He's about growing up, and moving on, but he stands for Res- his, respect. His, respect for carnies, and also right. his, his, his platform is flips, <laughs> backflips. But, but like that's a theme that I like because it's it's almost it, it's it's not normal for superhero comic books. It's not normal. It's not. It's <laughs> not normal. These people. No, but I, and, and so when it's done well, and and like I said, every time I read Grayson. Or I've read Sully or King Her- not that, but just like they get they, they get, have they, the they character, get, they really get there. Yeah, they always. It's so bad. How do you <laughs> how do you move past that word? You can't. They tried. Remember they tried in the new fifty two. They started off. He was. They were calling him Richie or Richard. Oh jeez. That lasted for like two issues, and then they. He's Dick. He's a little Dicky. All right. Uh, so ratings. 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 I gave it a three. I gave it a four point five. Wow. Four. Four. Interesting. Wow. All right. There you go. Sticking with it. I'm going to stick with it. Yes. Yes, but it's going to depend on the art team. Okay. Yeah. I like Marcus Toe, so we'll see. Uh, I, I, don't Fernandez, I don't know. I don't know. People, yeah. But if, you know, it's yeah. got to feel right. It's got to work. Good cover. Right. Well, that, really good cover. That, that, that wraps up this week's ratings. 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 So 4.5. See you next week. <laughs> on to, the, on to the, some other books this week. Civil War 2, number 3, Brian Bendis. David Marquez with a little bit of Olivier Coipel in there. 
And uh-huh. uh, so they killed off Bruce Banner. Oh, God. Here's the thing, though. The odd thing is I'm really kind of into it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a really bizarre event because there's hardly any action in it. When the event is supposed to be the big summer action story. Right. But it's interesting, the issues that they're discussing and debating. And I think it's also interesting that, like, the flashpoint or, like, the problem, like, you know, like, basically, you know, so the Ulysses in human sees a future where the Hulk kills them all. And so they proactively go after him and they find out that he's been experimenting on himself. And so in the standoff, he's get his, he's getting angrier, angrier. Then all of a sudden an arrow comes flying out of the trees and <laughs> he gets shot in the head with an arrow and dies. Cause turns out he went to Hawkeye and said, Hey, if I ever am going to be a danger to everybody, take me out and right. use this to take me out. And it was a thing of his own d- device. And, and the, the, it seems he's like Dumbledore the, the, and Severus Snape. I don't know what that means, but and then the the action of this issue is the courtroom scene where Hawkeye's on trial for the murder of Banner, right. and even though it's a federal case, Matt Murdock is prosecuting. <laughs> it, it just it, it, like it's just it's it's a whole and like and I've been enjoying. I've now I'm on board with Totally Awesome Hulk because it's had that awesome Alan Davis art, and like in that book, Banner's cured and he's fine, but now here he's dead, and I just don't know what to believe. I don't understand anything. So, so. I, have, I have thoughts. Let me just cap mine off before you. What I liked about this is the predetermination, predestination issues. Yeah. Is is by going to Banner here, are they causing their own vision to happen? Like yeah. if they never had bothered him, would he never freak out and kill them? But by going to stop him beforehand are they actually causing their own fate so that's what i i'm think, finding interesting it's just bizarre that's happening in this story that's basically all talking heads and it's the big event and and that, that same topic happened in the civil war spider-man miniseries that also came out this week that's not on the list but basically um spider-man wants to spend some time with ulysses and takes him to parker industries and he sees a former villain who's working for parker industries and he's like oh he's he, i just had a vision he's gonna t- don a costume and fight spider-man again and so they start following him and freak the guy out and push right. him towards becoming a villain again and spider Spider-Man actually says, "Oh, did I just self-fulfilling prophecy myself?" Right. You know, and that, that's yeah, that's the real kind of question. Well, Ulysses and, should have done was said, "I see a future where everyone makes fun of your dumbass glowing spider." Yeah, guys, don't don't <laughs> don't bring it up started here. on that. <laughs> anyway, so I think I'm with Connor. I think I enjoy this series. I hate Civil War two everywhere else. Yeah, right. me too. If that makes sense, I like reading this, and I want to say, like, I think Dave Marquez is doing career work here. Yes, agreed. Agreed. It is. I mean, it is. It is. It is beautiful to look at. I, I flipped through it twice. Yeah. I um, mean, because the art is great, and and yeah, I'm 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 oddly I'm I'm oddly compelled to be interested in it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think there's things in here that that made me mad, but I don't know that that wasn't their intention, so therefore they were successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate. I still do. I hate that Carol. I think. Yeah. I think Carol's wrong. I mean, yeah. basically, if you were going to take my take on it, team whatever, I, I guess I'm team Iron Man. Yeah. Because yeah. the self, because, like, so, in what world did anybody think it was a good idea to confront Banner and then bring every superhero in the world to stand there and glare at him? Exactly, yeah, that, that just seemed it, that's odd. Stu- yeah. It's yeah. stupid. And also, um, isn't Hawkeye an Avenger? Why does Hawkeye get arrested? Well, they're not above the law. No, the Hawkeye yeah, thing but, And I, but, no, uh, please. Okay. The Hawkeye thing happened, and I went... What the fuck does this guy have against Clint Barton? Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I can't believe you're doing this again, you that's what I thought at Bendis. And then they came up with a story, and I was like, all right, fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not happy about it, but I, I don't think it's wrong. Yeah. So that works. That mean, That's a success. That yeah. totally works. Well, what they're doing, Josh, like, is they're systematically moving all of the characters we like off the board. I know. Exactly. This is how they're getting rid of Clint Barton. I'm well aware that that's happening. We're going to get to that. Yeah. So, so there's. It's still oddly compelling. It is. It's it is. Compelling. It's 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 not bad at all. It's it's no fear itself. So that said, is it still oddly compelling when you open up Power Man and Iron Fist number six? Yes. I yes. really liked yeah. Power Man. I thought this was the this I, is the way to do a crossover issue. I absolutely yeah. had that same thought. I thought they just went, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Yeah. They talked about it and they they dealt with it. And it wasn't even a one off. They went through it. He's like, I don't want to watch these. And they had a couple of uh, they had like a flashback and they had, you know, like Luke Cage was fighting. Was it yep. uh, uh, Hercules? Uh, Ares. Uh, Ares. You know, and I just I was like, yeah, good call. And so like and I, normally when they do that sort of toss off explanation thing, it's not good. But in this, yeah, it worked. Like, okay, cool. Let's let them keep doing the thing. I and it was great. It was really well written. There was this little bit in there. Where they reference? I'm sorry, I'm moving on to this book. Is that yeah, cool? Yeah, that was, yes, yeah. that was that was it's called a segue. It's called a segue, yeah. Josh. Yeah. yeah, I know. But uh, they referenced uh, they referenced the Eric Garner thing. Yep. Pretty yeah. specifically, and I thought, is that all right? And I thought, yeah, I guess if you're gonna take it, do your platform, that's probably the right place to do it. Yeah. But it took me out of it basically, which isn't you know maybe that it deserves it. Then a couple of pages later. Uh, Luke says something. And he says, and it goes a little something like this. And then, and then Iron Fist says, "Kick it!" And I was like, "That's awesome. <laughs> that was great. That was a great hip hop reference." And I got really happy. Flaviano's art was great. I, I, yeah, was. I mean, this, 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 this series, I think, feel like is like it's beating the odds. It's great. It feels, yeah. it almost feels like a fanographics book, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I know what you're getting at. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. There's there's a lot yeah. going on here. I really like the tie-ins. I thought I thought with these two characters it works a lot because Luke was so heavily involved in the original Civil War. It made sense to really you know have it really emotionally affect him this time. Yeah, those two flashback pages with him fighting with Rhodey and then the, the sort of She-Hulk Iron Fist thing was yep. like those are actually quite powerful. Yes. And also those are the only thing that have really made me feel the impact of those events. Right. Yep. Like, those are the best at making me feel the consequences of it. Of like, what is this? What's going on? Um, and that happened here. Yeah. I mean, this continues to be a really great book, but I think this is, a, this is a great way to have the event cause emotional ramifications, but also while you're telling your own story. So they're, they're dealing with that while they're also dealing with these vigilantes who are, yeah. again, I think this is inspired by what's going on. They're attacking old tell. retired I, w- I wasn't sure. I, I wasn't sure if, they were gonna, if that was going to be them getting dragged into it anyway, even though they didn't want to, or if this was a separate thing. And I'm hoping it's the latter. Right. Either way, the execution of it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. At the beginning, I thought it was going to be a gag when they were like looking at something, and, mm-hmm. and and she's like, "They're like, don't have her look at this." And I thought it was going to be like a funny thing, right? You know, like it would be like some ugly wallpaper but or something. But it wasn't. It, it was, was sad. No, it was very sad. Yeah. Yeah. This is really good. This was a pick a week contender as well. Totally. Much like the vision number nine from Tom King and yeah. Gabriel Hernandez Walta, which is just still really fucked up. I think this would have been my pick of the week because that's. <laughs> Up. He's addicted to vibranium. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's one of those ideas like, wow, that's so, so simple. And it but, works so well. And it's ideas. like, it is, yeah. it is like kind of heavy handed, but also just a little bit goofy at the same time. Right. Which is the whole book. I think that's, that's, that's the, right. The, Tom King's been walking this razor wire tone with this book where one step too, too far in one direction, it could get really heavy handed or weird. 
but it's also got this underlying current of strange humor to it. So, <laughs> I mean, I think at the end of the whole thing, you're like, they're all robots. So <laughs> you can do whatever you want to them. But it's still sad. I mean, this, his son gets zapped and it blows his cortex. Yeah. And he's basically dead. He can't. They can't reboot him. And so, again, much like... Actually, I don't know if this was intentional or not because it came out the same week as Civil War and it's happening near Civil War, but it's the predestination thing. They, the Avengers were worried about the Vision turning on them That's because that's what they saw, what, what, uh, what's her name, saw in her vision. And yeah. now by going and investigating it and accidentally killing a son, they've actually created the monster they were trying to avoid. So it was a very similar subject matter to Civil War. Yeah. And it's tragic, obviously. It's really, it's great. It was, it's like, wow, this keeps getting more interesting. It's fun. And so it's got three more issues. I don't feel like it's going to end well. This is the speedy story for our generation. <laughs> yeah, it might be. <laughs> it was great. So. That piano's so, made of what? It's, I've, been it's dying, I, I've been dying to hear what you guys think of new Superman number one. From Gene Luen Yang and Victor Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Yep. It was really interesting. It wasn't what I was expecting. So this is the... This is the Chinese Superman who was genetically engineered by scientists to have Superman-like powers. And he's a dick. Yeah. He's so a bully. That, that was interesting, was that, you know, he's not your Clark Kent-esque good guy. He's an asshole. So that's and he's Chinese. Interesting. And he's Chinese. And I mean that from the point of view, like, there's a slightly different cultural point of view on it. Right. And, I, I mean, the thing about this is it felt like a Gene Yang book. Where that yep. Superman run that he did before didn't, didn't. Yeah, um, which is fine. It was. I really wish Sonny Liu had drawn this. Yeah, I like I mean, that. I, I oh, that like, would be great. I don't well, want to keep pairing I mean, them together, but like he's he's overdrawing Doctor Fate, and and he's he's doing a really great job on that book, and they've worked together before, and I just kept the, the art here is fine. Yeah, Victor like Bogdanovich, it's fine. I I, I, no, I like Victor Bogdanovich a lot, and I, I thought the art in here was was good. I thought it was really really good. But but yeah, I would love to see Sunny Lou on it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed it because it, yeah. it it did it just it felt like a Gene Yang book, which has there's there's like a simplistic sweetness to it, but there's this like dark edge right on the other side of it all the time. Where like that's oh, that's kind of raw, and he does it in a way that nobody else does. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to more. I like I like the cover a lot. Where he's holding the giant number one. We don't often talk about the covers. I also like Ron. I thought of you with the variant cover where he's knocked over a giant thing of dumplings. Yes. <laughs> Got it. I love my dumplings. No, I uh, thought this was great. I thought this was really really good. I love dumplings, and uh, I, I like the different take that the super, you know the Superman is was uh, starts off as a you know as a bully or as a not not a great person. And I thought the the at the end the cliffhanger the big reveal of the. Chinese Batman and Wonder Woman. I mean, I just I think it's really interesting, and and with everything, that's go, yeah, with everything that's going on in the world today with China, you know, all roads leading to China and all. I think it's I think it's interesting to have this kind of presence, and, yes. and I'm excited to see what what Gene Lang does because we know he's an amazing writer, yep. and yeah. uh, and and not and not having the constraints of what I feel like he was had the constraints, whereas other Superman work it could be really interesting. Give him his little playground to work in and see what he does. And I think that'd be great. And there's a lot of like, I think there's a lot of stuff going on here that we're not even fully like, like wonder woman's all in green. And that, that has a significance, you know, right. like a gene and like that big gold one on the cover, like that, that yeah. means a thing. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on there. His suit is red. You know, there's, I, I'm not, I do not, I'm not proficient enough in Chinese culture to know what all those things mean, but I know that there's stuff going on there. So it's like, it's, 
it's kind of cool, and it's it's just bringing a different kind of story. I also like the design of the characters. I like the suit. Yeah, I like yeah, the, uh, the Chinese flag is in his shoulder, but it's not overwhelming. Yeah, it's a, it was good. It was good. Yep. I had no expectations for it. I didn't know what to expect, so yeah. it was nice to go in like that. So, if you would like us to rate things, ratings, ratings, uh, you should probably help support the site because that's how uh, that's that's how you get things done that you like. Uh, go to ifinbo.com/support, and there you'll find a link to our Amazon page, um, where uh, if you had ordered things on Prime Day, uh, it would have been pretty much like any other day because it was pretty underwhelming. But that doesn't matter because you're still going to get that stuff you want from your wish list anyway, and those boxes are going to show up, and then you will feel better for a little while. So you should do that because it doesn't cost you anything, and we get a little piece of that. Uh, you can also become an iFanboy member, which is to say donate money directly, the $3 a month, the $30 a year, any amount that you would like. Uh, we are going to have updates on that uh, in the nearest future. Soon, yeah. in fact. Yeah. Very soon. Hopefully make that a little little easier for you. If you've been thinking, I, I, want, I, want to, I want to help, but maybe the system isn't working, there are going to be options. But uh, we thank everybody who does that. You know, there's little things that, that happen. We have to get new mics or whatever, and uh, you guys make that possible, and it makes it easy for us, which makes us keep doing it. So thank you, and uh, keep going. All right. Flash number two came out. And again, I think, you know, I think Josh Williamson is onto something with the series. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, the art by Carmine Ninjimenko was really good. But there was one particular moment in this that made me laugh, like maybe put the comic book down and laugh and walk around the room. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> was in the very beginning because the, the detective, uh, what, August, uh, detect, you know, um, uh, another detective in the Gotham police now has the speed powers. And so Central the Flash City is trying police. to help him. Central City Police. Come on. You're not an amateur Sorry. here. I know, I know. So he's he Flash is helping him, you know, learn how to use the speed force, and uh, and then the detective August is talking to the Flash, and he's like, you know, my friend Barry just got hit by light by a lightning bolt like this. And there's one panel where the Flash is like, oh, did he? <laughs> and like you can totally see the eyes like going left to right, and like, oh, what a coincidence! Like, it's like it was like, the, and basically that you know the detective figured out that Barry's the Flash, but that one moment of just like the Flash, like deer in headlights, oh crap, I'm figured out. I, I like that. It's, it's that funny was like. That yeah. was like the uh, Hawkeye thing. I was like, yeah. oh, come on, don't do that. Oh, no, okay, you've yeah. got it covered. Sorry, I'll back yeah, up. It was, it was great. It was like, he's like, oh, did he? Like, <laughs> as he takes like, he takes like a side step to the left, you know? <laughs> Looks away. Yeah, so I don't know. That, 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 that was a great highlight uh, in the book for me this week. It was a good book. Really good. Yep. Wonder Woman number two, which would be the start of one of the stories that's going to be happening in Wonder Woman. Year one. Yes. Year one, mm-hmm. and then the other, and then the uh, like the odd numbered issues will be the other story. Yes, I guess. Yeah, yes. that makes sense. Well, it's just it's like having two series come out that just have the same title and number. Okay, that's all. I mean, it's, it's like having two books come out. They're just yeah. That being said, I I really like this, and I like the structure of it as they went through and told. I'm sick of of uh, of origin stories being retold over and over, but I, I don't know that I've read all that many of Wonder Woman's, and I did think this one was well done. Mm-hmm. Is they sort of cut back and forth between uh, Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman, uh, and sort of as they were coming about, I thought the art was really great. A little cheesecakey on Steve Trevor, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> little fucking shorts splashing around in the waves with his his, his male buddies. They really punch you in the gut with that. They built up his Steve's friend, and it's you know he's just got a baby. Oh, I knew it was going to happen. I, I I invoked ER rules. He went in there with his happy wife and his baby, and I thought, oh, that black guy is fucked. 
And he died. <laughs> he died in the plane crash. That plane crash <laughs> was I saw. I saw a black guy who was the best friend of the blonde guy. And come on, guys, you're better than this. And I thought that. And he's really happy. That guy is gonna die sadly. Uh, and it, that was actually that's so cliche. <laughs> Sorry, that's Jeez. terrible. At the same time, go ahead, go ahead and say this. Fucking Frank Cho can draw one fucking hell of a Wonder Woman on a cover. That's what I think. Uh, all right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> can. I really like Detective Comics number 937, too. It was one of those uh, when... 936, whatever. 937, two? Point two. 936, Man and also. Man. <laughs> Three. Well, when the Rebirth issue came out, and even I think... Was the one between this one and that one? Is this yes, the third issue in that? Third, uh, third one. I wasn't sure. And this one... It had a couple of really good twists that I didn't see coming. Yeah. And I liked that Batman is off the table and we're going to watch these guys deal with it. Yes. And it's almost, it's it's really almost the, the Kate Kane story. Yeah, Kate, I mean, Kate Kane's the protagonist of the book. I, I did like that the best kind of twist is the twist that after you see it, it was so obvious in the first place. Mm-hmm. So in this one, they've been dealing with this group that uh, with military precision has been attacking the bat family and they have little bat helmets and they're clearly inspired by batman and this whole issue they're wondering how this group came to be who they were and you know kate kane's dad is there and he's the he's was he colonel or whatever he is and in the in the army and uh the twist is that he's been training this team so it's like oh right the army dude He's been here the whole time he's the guy i mean it just was so and she obvious said, and, like they're military i can tell by the way they move right and you're right. It's absolutely obvious. But when that happened, and he's basically trying to get her to join up and get them all, like, I didn't know how it was going to go. Right. I don't know what's going to happen here. It's also a good group of characters to be yeah. in a room together with Tim and Stephanie and their secret romance and yep. Kate Kane and Clayface. I was dubious about Clayface, but he's kind of fun great. as the chaos he's a great element. And he has that one, like, good hit. And he's like, what? Good hit's a good hit. What do you want? <laughs> and Cassandra was, Kane. She had a great moment. Yeah. Where she'd like taken out a bunch of the guys. It's a good, good ensemble. I didn't love the rebirth issue, but I've liked this more with every issue I've read. So yeah, that's a good that's, sign. That's where I'm at. Yeah. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. Good art, too. Yep. Uh, well, speaking of good art, The Wicked and the Divine number 21 came out, and Jamie McKelvey continues to wow and amaze. And if you haven't seen the uh, Churches and uh, Haley, uh, what's her face from Paramore's video that Jamie did the art for, go watch that because it's really, really good. But I couldn't not mention the fact that uh now kieran gillen joins the quote-unquote got this club oh no uh, unfortunately had a panel where uh after a big fight happened and uh D- dionysus uh lands and says at the risk of a jinx i think we've got this hmm. there you go it is an epidemic it's an epidemic it's at least one book every week oh, so. way more than one well yeah no, i mean and We're as far as an i onslaught. can see, as far as I could see this week, this was the only book I saw with it. And by the way, everyone who's tweeting at us with screenshots or, or photographs of, of when it happens, keep it coming. We love it. It's fantastic. Together, we can stop this epidemic, I think. <laughs> we should uh, make a commercial. Yeah. For just $1 a day. Yeah, exactly. We can stop We Got This because yeah. we, in fact, got I got this. Was Kyle Rayner in it? No, Kyle Rayner was not in it. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, Wicked Divine number 21 was great as usual, despite that we got this. It was a good week. Good, solid week good of comics. Week. Yeah. Yeah. I read most of last week's books and this week's books this week, so it was a lot of comics reading. And last week, a lot of books. A lot of books. I'm still, working, I'm still working through last I haven't weeks. even read them all. I haven't even read the pick of the week yet. Yeah. I got a whole lot going on here. Yeah. Let us talk about, in lieu of 
your emails, which we will come back to next week. Marvel made a big announcement this week with their next Marvel Now reboot after Civil War ends. As far as I can tell, it's Marvel Shattered Now. Marvel right? the Mar- Now. Marvel now. now shattered. Marvel now, like, because the Marvel, the now in Marvel now is is all broken, right? That was now. This is now. Then when is the uh, anyway? So now. so they so they there was a lot of leaks and teasing and stuff like that. Then finally, their big catalog came out this week that rolled out everything, and I think it's a, a thirty some odd new titles, thirty two new titles. Thirty two um, new titles. Possibly new ones, and, as well and that's as not the, even all. I mean, they they teased yeah. they teased the Nova book and the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's thirty four. They didn't. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. sure you're going to get to this. There, there are basically no X Men books in these lists. So well, yeah, well, yeah. So so I mean, so, well, well. Here's so here's the thing. This is you know a lot of people were are, are reacting that way and wondering how I'm reacting and that sort of thing. So so we got thirty two new titles, which really seem to focus in. If I had to say thematically, mm-hmm. focus in on Avengers. Deadpool and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and a little bit of you know Doctor Strange Thor. Well, it's all Avengers and because Doctor Strange is yeah. an Avenger. Isn't Deadpool yeah. on like an Avenger team? Yes, he's, like- he's on Uncanny Avengers. Yeah, so it's very Avenger centric. The returning titles are you know the the same titles that have been going on. You know whether it's Silver Surfer or Mighty Thor, or Black Widow and Black Panther and all that stuff. That stuff still goes. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Marvel. <laughs> They are, if this doesn't, if you don't believe this before this, you've got to believe it now. Marvel is in the business of flooding the shelves. Yes. They, they are releasing, according to this list, 64 titles. And that's not to mention the titles that aren't on this list that will keep on going, which is where I think the X-Men fall. Yeah. Well, they're clearly fucking with everybody by not putting the X Men yes. on this. I mean, oh, oh, totally, totally, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm not taking this bait. Like, I know, you know, like, <laughs> and the thing is, like, the 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 thought did cross my mind. The only mention of X Men in this entire announcement was that there is a miniseries which is finally going to fucking explain what happened between Secret War and the last Marvel now launch. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole the the Inhuman conflict and all stuff like that was a death of X or whatever they're calling it. You know, and 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 will tell us what finally happened, which they should have done from the get go because get that that didn't. That didn't drive interest and intrigue. It just drove frustration and annoyance. Good team on that book, though. Charles Soule, yeah. Jeff Lemire, and Aaron Cooter, who we loved on Action Comics. So yeah, Aaron Cooter's great. Yeah, yeah. but he um, put a beard on other characters. He might put a beard on everybody. He had beards. Yeah, yeah. Put a beard on it. Put a beard on it. You like it, then you should have put a beard on it. So I'm not freaking out about the fact. So no, but so for a moment when I read through this, I was like, oh god, X Men are getting Fantastic Four, in that. They're eliminating the X-Men titles, but we're seeing, you know, young Cyclops from all new X-Men appearing in Champions. We're seeing Storm appear in Black Panther. You know, like, so they're just they're just kind of they're going out into the Marvel Universe in other books, but there might not be an X-Men book. There may not be an X-Men book. If there isn't, I will be very disappointed. But I also understand that I've had my time. You know, like, and and for whatever reason, if they're if they're yeah, down here's our time. <laughs> but that said, I don't I don't imagine that there's never going to be an Uncanny X Men in some way, shape, or form. You know, and then when time will tell what happens. Yeah, exactly. The other observation I had from this is that yes, they're announcing a lot of books like Slapstick and Solo and Fool Killer and Prowler and Kingpin and Mosaic and all stuff. The Marvel model now 
is not meant for long runs. No, no, not at all. I will be very surprised. And I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic. You know, Matt Rosenberg, who's a friend of friend of the show, and and we enjoyed his work on Four Kids Walking to a Bank, and uh, so I, and he did a great job on Kingpin that came out last week. Um, I'm excited to see him get a Kingpin series. I'm excited for him also to get Rocket Raccoon, which is great. Those are um, different characters. Those are very different characters. But like a book like you know a a book like Solo. While I love Jerry Duggan, you know, I don't see that going more than eight issues, you know? But that's not um, supposed to. Right, exactly. No, and in fact, they're, they're re- aren't they rebooting Captain Marvel? Getting yeah. number one? Like, it's just, yeah. that's the, the model yeah, so, now. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that that's the model is these short runs. I mean, honestly, looking at the returning titles for October, I was shocked to see books like, you know, like Squirrel Girl at, num- at number 16 and, you know, and uh, but, Spider Woman at number 13. I'm glad to see that, but I know that at some point those will get rebooted to number ones as well, too. But then also, you know, like we were we've been really enjoying Captain Marvel um, with Chris Anka on art. And now with this announcement, he's moving over to Star-Lord. So like the way Marvel published that we grew up with is gone. Right. And this is further cementing the fact that all Marvel's in the business of is getting as many titles on the shelves as often as possible, double shipping and all that sort of stuff. Which is also doing. Right. Oh yeah, totally, totally. And the less know, titles, and, I guess, technically. Yeah. Like but Wonder um, Woman it's one title instead of two, but it's really two. Right, but no. by week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I don't yeah, and I don't know the total count of DC or whatnot. You know, the thing is that this is the stage that they're in now. You know, like the you know, the I'm not I'm not it's, I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking it's basically. Very much like Let's let's dig into all of our IP, yeah, and see what sticks, if anything. It's almost they're, ta- a- they're taking risks, which I actually do like. Yes, I, I'm I'm I, I am I am proud to I'm proud. I'm happy to see that. But, but, but at what cost? Jerry Conway. I mean, like they're really there's there's a lot of like <laughs> a lot of like well not my Marvel because yeah, like well, they're, 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 they're having their cake and eating it too. So every. Every major Avengers character, founding members, what have you, have, yeah, seem to have two versions. So there's there's Lady Hulk, Thor, and then the Odin son, and then there's Steve Rogers, Captain America, and there's also Falcon, Captain America, and then there's they just well they just killed Banner, but there was two Hulks for a while, and yeah. there's, and there's, Kate, there's Kate Bishop, and there's yeah. Clint Barton, and so and there's Peter it, Parker, and it, there's Miles Morales. So it's interesting. It lacks it lacks a certain focus. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing, but my instinct is like, I don't know that you should always have your cake and eat it too. And yeah, it's um, it it definitely, Make a it, definitely la- Make a it definitely lacks a cohesion. It, it lacks it lacks a unifying kind of thing, and that's that's what I love. And that's not the stage that they're in right now. But also, yeah. like, that's not incongruous with our world. Everybody right. gets to have exactly what they want and their version of it, and it's fine because only a few people need to like it. It doesn't have to be monolithic. There isn't a Johnny Carson anymore, and and I, I get that. My instinct is though that it is less attractive. Yes. Yeah. Also, I'm I'm an Avengers guy, but basically all these books, almost all these books, are through the lens of the Avengers because of the films. So. Of course, of course. I liked having a pocket, you know, an X Men pocket and an Avengers pocket and a Fantastic yeah. Four pocket. Now it's all basically. It's all in the Avengers world somehow. And in human. And, 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 also yeah. it's, and also it's, I mean, it's no joke that we see a tease for Guardians of the Galaxy and then the Nova helmet with the Guardians of the Galaxy movie being the big movie next summer. Right. You know, like, it's more, this is more, so like, now I'm like, oh, Nova's going to be in the next movie. Richard Ryder. Uh, hopefully, knock on wood. Pride of Queens. Pride of Queens. No, Pride of Long Island. Oh, even Not worse. Not even Queens. Even worse. Like, straight up, like, like Hempstead, I think. The Pride of... Um, 
But uh, Cole Mac. Go, all, all, you lo- all you locals, there's a Hempstead reference. Uh, did you know that Hempstead and Oyster Bay were originally in Queens, and then when the re- when the uh, the unifying plan of 1898 brought Queens into New York City, they said, "Ah, we're not going to be in Queens anymore." Oh, I thought it just drifted. No, no. Anyway, <laughs> is um, it? But Blackhawk was from Queens. Yes. 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 yes he was. But they're, they're um, exactly the same character. Yes. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Listen, this this could all be everything could be forgiven simply because on the preview for Cage, which is by uh, Jindy Tarkovsky, the tagline is "Christmas comes early." <laughs> nice, good tagline. He's, he's wearing his classic, you know, chain belt tiara outfit. So, yep. Yep. I think Sweet I saw Christmas. that. Like that that project has been in development forever and yes, ever and ever. It's an old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I, I feel I feel. More and more disconnected from the Marvel Universe. Well, yeah. you know, I think part of that might be what I think I'm feeling is that, Oh, to like, Iron Man, too. To Iron Man, to Hawkeye, to, to Thor. You get definitely. settled in, and you're like, all right, I'm starting to find my way. And like, anyway, all this is gone, and now I have to start over. Yeah. And I can totally see how that leads to more book sales. But it is tiring. Yep. Like, it, doesn't, it, not, doesn't, it doesn't lead to reader satisfaction, I don't think. It so. doesn't lead to me, like finding a book that I love and sticking with it. It yep. leads to me finding a couple of books out of a whole lot of books that I like some and and you have to keep it. it's like it's like you keep moving to a new town and having to make new friends. Yeah. And it's exhausting. What do you guys that's think all that comics have been about Jessica Jones by Baron Michael Bendis and Michael Gatos? I'm honestly I'm shocked that it took them this long to do it. I'm I'm so in that sense I'm not surprised. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, now they're gonna do it. I, you know, I'm now definitely have been. I lean towards you should probably shouldn't go home again. It works sometimes. Yeah. But, but with Bendis, I don't feel like he's had a great track record with that. Yeah. I'm gonna that's, read and it. That's, and that that that's yeah. I'm gonna read it too. But Josh, yeah, that's that's an absolutely fair statement. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they handle it. That Alias book, which we all loved, it's one of our, our favorite series, was very sort of in its own Marvel bubble yep eventually spread to the rest of you know her relationship with cage you know became a thing in avengers and even but, so though if you read that now if you went back and read it it would still be like it doesn't feel like marvel like they they brought her into it and everything but it, it even when he switched to doing the pulse with that same character mm-hmm. it wasn't the same once you know bagley was drawing it and she was running around with everybody else in the same yeah. same world it's um, never re- it's never been the same since that since Alias. It really it, has it, even it even with her in Avengers with Luke and all that sort of stuff. It's never been the same. You know, what, I'll, I'll put it this way: like basically, the the one who who shows up now in books, that Jessica Jones, like it doesn't feel like the same character. Yeah, right. agreed. Agreed. Here's another question for you: What's the over under on Great Lakes Avengers and how long that lasts? I don't know anymore. I can't even. Yeah. I, there yeah. there are books coming out now. I never would have thought made it past six issues, but there there they are. And I'll be honest that I rolled my eyes hard at Occupy Avengers. What, like four, four years later, three years later, how many years later from Occupy Wall Street? And then, um, and then Connor, actually, we talked about this off air. The Mark Wade, Barry Kitson, Avengers point issues, like, I'm all over that, like glue. Like yes. that, 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 the, the, the retro, a retro Avengers story with Barry Kitson on art. Come on. Done. Well, that was the team behind That's- one of our all time favorite books, Justice League Year One. Yep. Yep, mm-hmm. or JLA year one. It'll be interesting. I mean, you know, I think I think that a lot of it is is this represents I think uh, Marvel trying to get in front of some of the media stuff in terms of the TV and and the movies, uh, the publishing trying to get their their kind of say in it, and we'll see what sticks. But it's definitely, I mean, I feel like we've been saying this with every one of these Marvel Now ones is that 
that the world is changing, and this one rem- made me think that even more. Like that is just completely a different ball game. Now. It is interesting. So. For years and years and years, we said you know comics will never change. They haven't. They wouldn't have. They've changed a they, lot. They finally did. Yeah. When Paul Levitz retired, that DC finally started changing, and then when the the movies happened and Disney's acquisition yep. of Marvel finally did change. It just took a while, but finally did. Yeah, I think it's been like in the last five years. That's when the change happened, and it's 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 been it's been crazy. And I don't know if we're in better shape or not, but it is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. That's a really good point. Like I can't tell. I see stories that say comics are selling more, and others that they're not. And oh, they're I don't. Not. I don't. I don't get the sense of people falling in love with runs on a book the same way they used nope. to. Nope. And when they do, we know that it's finite vision with Tom King. You know, like, like this is going to be good for a little while, and then he's moved on to his other thing. And, and, and so there's not, like, you don't get to settle into that pocket. But that's you know, okay that, for vision, because I wouldn't want that for years and years and years. I know that. I know that. But, like, are, there are no long-running books at this point. I mean, I guess that, that Snyder's Batman run is probably the, one of the exceptions. You mean by a team? Yeah, where yeah. you just where you just like know you're going to be there for a bit. With Marvel, I just figure I've got 12 months with anything, mm-hmm. and that's going to be it. Uh, DC will hang, hang in a little longer. The thing is, though, for U.S. Avengers number one, we've got Red Hulk with aviators and a sweet trucker mustache. <laughs> so not everything is going to be bad. That sounds like Thunderbolt Ross. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not even not, not just a Thunderbolt Ross mustache. It's the one that goes down the mouth. Oh no, yeah, no, it's it's, it's Thunderbolt Ross plus. Yeah, two eleven. It's the yeah, I was gonna say it's nearly Panagasized. Yeah. <laughs> the Earl. Yeah. So, I mean, the go. thing is, in, within this, there will be interesting things to read, but you just I don't have that feeling about Marvel that I did anymore. Yeah, no, I, I will say. There's a lot of great artists in there. Yeah. A lot of great, a lot of great writers, a lot of great artists. Yeah, the, 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 you know, at, with, with some at, exceptions, but yeah. Look, I mean, that uh, that Occupy Avengers book. Say, you know, you might not like that title because yeah. it feels, but it's like on maybe it's like on Follow though. Like, boy, that's a stupid, you know. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. man, uh, but, but David Walker and Gabriel Walta. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I'll read. I'll read it. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna read Mike all these. Mike Del Mundo and, you know, on an Avengers yeah. book. That guy's Ooh. so good. Ooh, Connor, are we going to ratings these? Ratings. Powell Foreman? Ratings? Ratings, maybe. Ratings? Oh, yeah, old, I was excited for Ultimates, too, with, with Trial Foreman. I was like, ooh, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, so. there's... there's yeah. Dalibor? Yeah. Dalibor. <laughs> and that's always Marvel's winning factors. They they have the, the top talent. Tell you, though, DC is... is This rebirth ta- art talent pool, way more interesting than yeah, whatever the previous one was. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say New Fifty Two, but I get was it the new was that the last one? Yeah. Are we it's ready like, for two Doctor Strange books? Nope. But there's a movie, <laughs> so we'll have two for a while. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, are we ready? Are we ready for nineteen Deadpool books? Yes, clearly. I mean, I mean, that's what I think is fast. That's what I think is fascinating about this, and this is why I don't believe the X Men are going anywhere. Is that uh, the only benefit Marvel has made from the Deadpool movie success is selling Deadpool comics. And what are they doing? Making more of them, mm-hmm. right? And and so like clearly, the the whole brouhaha between Marvel and Fox over the ownership of the X Men characters or not, whatever. Like if it's gonna make Marvel money, they will do it, you know. And and if if X Men Apocalypse was an enormous hit, I bet you we would see tons of X Men books. But right now, Deadpool's more exciting than X Men, and so we're seeing more Deadpool books. And Rob Liefeld laughs all the way to the bank. 
I, I, yeah, that's what that's. I, I just, I think it's very, that's he seems, very, very. He seems cheery in general. He's great. I love Rob. I mean, he's he's gonna be pretty. Even if the movie tanked, he'd spin it. Yeah, totally. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, so that all is coming later this year, and you know, I'll, I'll read as much of it as possible, and maybe we'll rate it. And we'll see. But it's interesting a lot stuff. Of books. But I'm, it's a lot of books. A lot. A lot of, of well, books. I definitely. I wouldn't say we we rate all the the returning titles, but maybe the new titles. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, ratings? ratings. Ratings. I'm just happy to see Richard Ryder coming back. Hopefully. Maybe. So. Rating. All right. Cool. Maybe. All right. So that's it for this week. Uh, let's talk about some quick things coming up. So next week is Comic Con, or this week is Comic Con. I will be there, but we're not doing anything event-wise or shooting video and none of that stuff's happening. So, but if you see me, feel free to say hi. Unless it's early in the morning, I look hungover. Don't don't. That's lie. redundant. <laughs> but you will be you'll be reporting live from Comic Con on the podcast. I'll be so. reporting live from Comic Con on the podcast. I'll be there. So if you see me, say hello. I will be at the uh, Darwin Cook Memorial tribute panel. Not on it, but I will be at it, watching it. Uh, it's Saturday night, cool. so if you are there, uh, I'll, that's where I'll definitely be. And there's going to be, at the show, they're going to be premiering Batman The Killing Joke, which is the next DC Universe animated original film. And shortly thereafter, probably the week after, we will do a podcast on it. So look forward to that. Awesome. Also coming out next week is Star Trek Beyond, right? It's next week, right? Yes. next. Yeah. That premiere is so, also happening at Comic-Con, and it's coming yeah. out for everybody that Friday. Yes, and uh, we will be discussing it. I don't know when, but we will. I don't uh, know when either. Some yeah, things have happened that I haven't discussed with you yet that are going to put a monkey wrench into the plans, but we'll figure it out. We will figure it, it may out. Not, it may not come out until the week, the, the, the following week. Not the following weekend, but like maybe Wednesday after the movie comes out. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, It'll yeah. be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited. Wait, guys. I love Star Trek. So. It's a lot anyway, happening right now. It's a lot. It's a very busy month. That's what we're saying. Well, we're, we're done with Goodfellas Minute. So there's nothing else coming. You know what? People who do daily podcasts are assholes. <laughs> because it is very difficult to keep up with a daily podcast. But yeah. the good news is that after that daily podcast is done, you can go ahead and enjoy it at your own leisure. Uh, yep. Such as Goodfellas Minute, which you can find at goodfellasminute.com, which was our daily podcast, bunch of assholes, that we did. Talking about the movie Goodfellas, uh, one minute at a time, one show for every minute of the movie. Oof. It was a thing that happened. And it was glorious. It was good. It was really, really fun. Those are great shows, and you should listen to it. You should watch yes. Goodfellas if you've never watched it, and then go listen to it. If you like this show, you'll definitely like that, too. Yep. And uh, if you like things in general, just go to ifanboy.com, <laughs> because there are a lot of people there who like things. Um, you can go to the post for the show and comment, it, comment on it uh, if you already have an account. I'm working on fixing new accounts. I'm working on it. I've, it'll get there. <laughs> but, uh, I, f- I picture you, you covered find... in like grease and soot. Oh, uh, you have no like, idea. Like, you, thought, you, thought, you thought your iPad was bad. Ooh, yeah. You should see that server room. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think there's. A, I saw an eight-inch disc. I don't know how that works in the zip server. Drive. There's an, yeah, there's a zip drive. There's some sort of yeah. A, the mainframe. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta go all the way to the other end of the building. Prime the switch <laughs> and then turn it on. And then get back and not get eaten by the dinosaurs. It's a pain in the ass. It's like uh, Clark Griswold turning on the Christmas lights. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, yeah, go to iFanboy.com. You can comment on the shows and uh, all that fun stuff. And get all the uh, you can download the other podcasts, uh, movie podcasts, and things like that that we talked about this summer. It's a lot of fun. Um, follow us on social media so you don't miss a podcast when it comes out. You can go to Facebook.com slash iFanboy or follow us on Twitter at iFanboy. And you can follow us individually. You can follow Connor at CS Kilpatrick, Josh at J.A. Flanagan, and I am at Ron XO. 
And leave us a review on iTunes if you like the show. It's how we help spread the word, help people find podcasts. So if you have a second, just uh, just leave us a review. You can just also just give us a star rating. That's fine too. Yeah, ratings. Yeah, ratings. 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 Everyone loves ratings, right? So give uh, give us ratings. a rating. And, Take uh, a thing that's complex, break it down to five numbers. <laughs> right. Rating. No nuance, just ratings. None of that. We are all ratings. That's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. I'm Connor. I'm Ron. Hi, we're all ratings. Ratings. Every it one is of so them. so hot. See you next oh, week. Oh, God. <laughs>